Hey there, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Brooks. Join me as I sit down and chat with co-hosts, friends, and carefully curated guests and talk about all the things that empower you to become your best and most confident self. So let's get started. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. Today we have with us a very, very special guest and a dear friend of mine, Kim O'Hara. Kim is a book coach for bestsellers and has guided over 40 plus coaches, leaders, and executive women clients through the daunting journey of book inception, writing, and editing, and on to publishing. Through her exclusive brand, she coaches authors to find the why, reader avatar, and hook of their books so that they can illuminate and inspire their core audience. Called a book Sherpa and guardian angel by her clients, Kim is a creative collaborator, editor, and business strategist for books. You can find her at kimohara.com. She is also an author of the book, No Longer Denying Sexual Abuse, Making the Choices That Can Change Your Life, releasing February 28th, 2023, and launching on February 26, 2023, a 21-week series taking the reader through the stages coming out of abuse denial. You can sign up for all of her individual sessions at nolongerdenyingsexualabuse.com. And let me just tell you this, why I say that Kim is not only just a book to bestsellers and a dear friend, but Kim is the coach who helped me write my bestseller that has gone on to just, oh my, wow. It's been wowing not only me, but those readers. And this has always just been a conversation that Kim and I have been wanting to talk about for so long. And now is the time. So welcome, Kim. Thank you so much. And you're so right. Like, it's interesting because we've talked over the years since you wrote your book. about like, we got to collaborate on something. We have to collaborate on something. We're so aligned. We have to collaborate on something. And really, you've been doing your thing and I've been doing my thing. And it was just recently where we're like, okay, like now this is where we need to evolve. And there's been times where we haven't talked for like months and months and months. And then we've checked in with each other. And I feel like we've always been in each other's space. And I'm so grateful for that. Yes, I am too. And it was something, you know how, for anyone listening, you know how you just kind of meet somebody and you're like, she gets me. This was Kim from the get-go. The day that I met her, that's where I felt in such a safe, comfortable space that I was able to just really pour out my heart and my soul. Mm -hmm. And what I didn't realize during our time of working together was you were jotting down all these notes and everything to really help take my story inside Mm -hmm. and extract it and bring it to what is now my book, Chasing Perfection, A Journey to Healing, Fitness, and Self-Love. And you know, when you're in the thick of it, having somebody in your space and in your corner, that had really been such a pivotal moment in me finding my truth, extracting my truth, and really owning all the bits and pieces of what has happened to what is happening for me in this life of mine. So Kim, I just want to thank you for helping make that possible. And here you are owning your truth and stepping into that. And you have this upcoming book that I'm excited to be a part of this, every process that along the way to give back to your readers, to our listeners, and to those who also don't know how much that holding something inside is also Mm -hmm. holding us back from becoming who we're created to be. 
Absolutely. I mean, when you came to me, you were ready. And that's like a number. I mean, is anyone ever 100% ready? No. But if you're 80% ready, I can take you across the finish line, right? And I meet people that are sometimes 60% ready. And I'm like, you're not fully baked yet for me for the book process. Because a book process is a commitment. You know, like there were hours and there was the emotions and there was the, I don't think I could do this stuff. And you push through all the time and did it. And What I loved about working with you, and this happens with all my clients, is that we would have these moments where we would be talking about the book and you would be writing, you know, the memoir and you'd be writing the pieces about the self-help and all that. And then all of a sudden I would say to you, like, it seems like you need to like maybe get back on the stage again. It seems like you need closure. It seems like you need to compete again, right? Because I'm sure everyone knows your your past is a bikini bodybuilder. And you were like, maybe I do. And then the next thing I know, you're competing again. And I was like, that's amazing. Like, I don't take any credit for that, but I see that a lot with my clients where I say, you know, you know a lot about that subject. Have you thought about like coaching on that? Or have you thought about having a program on that? So writing a book isn't necessarily just about like gutting your soul and regurgitating. It's finding all those next pieces, like the Confident Woman brand Mm -hmm. came out of you realizing that you are confident, like you are not not confident and to inspire other women to be that. And that's the same with my book about sexual abuse is 11 years after I realized I had been abused. I can say now, besides some patterns that still creep up on me that I'm working on, I'm on the other side of a lot of it. And now I can teach, right? Mm -hmm. I can teach the women and men, but mainly women that are like, oh my God, I just remembered it, which is what our session is about. Oh my God, I just had that dream. Oh my God, I just saw that visual. Oh my God, I know it's true. Like, and it's the worst thing that's ever happened to you. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing that's ever happened to you because your whole life is about to begin. So I'm really excited. We're going to do that session together on February 26th and people can buy our books as textbooks which I love because books are supposed to inform and educate and they can come and see you and I do like what we did in the book, but also what we do as collaborators. Absolutely. And it's really cool to come full circle and have these open conversations because, you know, to be honest, like when I first came to you, I didn't realize to what extent my abuse had really just I guess more or less how much it was really standing in the way. It's like that elephant in the room. I would dance around it. I would find every way mm-hmm. possible to avoid having to face what happened in in spite of just the reliving the pain, the trauma, the just the memories all over again. But you know, when you own your story and own your truth, you can't deny what is and that is. It's this big elephant in the room. Like, okay, we got to get through this. And so how we right. do it, you know, it's about, like you said, remembering. And sometimes we have to allow ourselves that safe space to remember, to work through the pain, the grief, the trauma, all the stuff all over again. But it's so needed and necessary because what I didn't realize in my own journey was that I'd been dancing around this elephant pretending it didn't pain me, but there was so much pain right to my core and how much it colored all different facets of my life to how I loved and respected myself to how I treated myself to how I found myself in terrible relationships to undermining my value and self-worth to realizing how it bled into even my business and my my marriage oh yeah oh Crazy. yeah finances spirituality oh, yeah. 
romantic relationships, inner child's work, generational abuse, passing on what you aren't dealing with to your children, to your to everyone. Like even like people can be abusive to their animals. Like abused people abuse, right? And they're either going to turn it in onto themselves and abuse themselves with mm-hmm. self-loathing and low self-image and I can't make enough money, or they're going to abuse other people in their family, like their children or whatever. And because we've been abused, even just for a microsecond. I mean, some people have been just abused, like it's just one instance. And they'll say to me, I think it was just one time. I mean, it really shouldn't be that big a deal. I mean, and they minimize it, they minimize it. Yet everything points to the fact that they were so greatly affected by that. When you're young and you're a child and someone that you trust that's an adult breaches your trust and does something that is damaging to you, that says to you, you're dirty, you're not enough, you're worthless. Who is telling you that's not true because you're not telling anybody, right? Mm -hmm. That's the worst part is you're not sharing it with anybody. Or in a couple instances that I've heard, people are sharing it and not believe, either the adults don't believe them or the adults don't know what to deal with you with the information. So they just go, I don't really know. Because nobody gets like a playbook for this. Nobody, nobody gets a playbook. So what we're trying to do in this series that you're helping me launch on February 26th is we're trying to give them a map for how to walk from remembering all the way to the end, 21 weeks later, to released. Because we want to be released. I feel like you're released from who you were when I met you. Yeah, at least five years ago. Five, maybe six years ago. We started working together in 17 and how we crazily connect at an instant. And it's like we're connected by our stories from that day that we met. So this is going on six years. It's amazing. And I've only been a book coach. I'll be going on nine. So you were one of my really early clients. I mean, I kind of got this right away because of being you know, a writer for 25 years in the movies and working with so many writers for so long. Working with you as a writer wasn't necessarily the challenge for me, but the coaching piece in like, well, what are we going to do with this information when this information comes up? And so you were definitely like one of the first clients that I was like, I remember you said to me, when we got to the piece about the abuse and you said to me in your book, you said, well, I don't really know if I want to write about this because then I have to tell my family members. And I was like, oh my God, you're people pleasing, your truth, right? You're more worried about what other people are going to say about a book that we're nowhere near publishing right now. We're just writing. And you were so worried, like what happens if he finds out and then what happens or or what happens if I'm wrong? What happens if it wasn't that person? Whatever. And then it's like, now you're going to get in trouble for telling your truth. You had to walk through that for a little while. Yeah. I remember that to a point. Like, I mean, everything, once I spoke out about it to you, it was almost like, oh, I can't even retract that. Like literally I did, it just fell out of my mouth because I was just kind of in this, if you ever get an opportunity to work with Kim, which I highly recommend, we do like this extraction, which is just kind of a dump. We're dumping Mm -hmm. everything out. And I didn't realize at the time, now this is back at the beginning when I first started writing my book, I was just placating everything like, oh, this happened and that happened and the blah, 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 blah. And I just minimized it because for 25 plus years, I that's what I did. I minimized all that happened because I felt as a victim, I was just like, well, it, you know, 25 plus years have passed. 
Let's get right. on with it. Move on with like, it. Like whatever, right? Whatever. Right. Meanwhile, you're you experienced body dysmorphia and you've eating disorders, self-image, self-esteem, extreme workouts, turning it into, you know, this body that I wanted so desperately to fix. And I didn't realize where this all stemmed from, but you know, as somebody who is chasing perfection and the irony of that is I didn't even know I was chasing perfection literally until what, like a couple months before we published it is when we finalized the title. And I was like, perfection. I don't know if I'm chasing perfection. (laughs) And I remember going back to my manuscript and I did control F and I think like the word perfect was like 144. Oh oh my God. Okay. Apparently that had been been the theme. And I thought that if I perfected this body, it can undo the damage that was done to me because I've viewed myself as this worthless, abused and abused piece of garbage that was discarded because nobody wanted me. And that's how I found myself in these relationships where I was also just being used in abuse for, you know, other forms of abuse. And it was just, I, I was like, wow. I did not realize when we trace back all the breadcrumb pieces, we see the bigger picture of like, how can I ignore this anymore? And that was a lot of the extraction part of writing the story is that you find the connections, you find the pieces that intertwine and you keep going with it and realize it wasn't just a one thing. And even if it was a one-time incident in anyone listening and their experience, it goes so much further and deeper than that. So one, I want to thank you for helping me to discover that truth, because honestly, I don't know if I would have owned it up to us working together. And this has given me a platform and the experience to now share my experience in my book, own my truth and not be afraid of letting that individual still continue to hold power over me, because that was something even what you were saying at the beginning about working through that. It was months before my publishing that I had to come clean to family members to own the truth and actually figure out a way how I can write this in my story while still holding on to what my story, my side. Right, right. That's a whole chapter in the book. I'm going to have a session on that. I think it's session six. I think it's chapter six called Telling Others. It's really hard to tell others. And and I map out for the readers all the different ways that they can tell others who are safe to tell, when it's safe to tell, why you might be telling for the wrong reasons, like you might be perpetuating your low worth feelings about yourself by then telling people where you still think, oh, I've got to tell every guy I date because he needs to know that I'm just like, I've got this dark sort of dirty past. It's like, no, you really don't actually have to tell anybody, really. You just have to know within yourself that you're healing, right? And even with remembering, it's like, Sure, you can shout it out to the world if you want. If that's what you feel like you're called to do, if that's part of your healing journey, you can. Or you can just go through a process too inside, like where you know, oh my God, I've remembered this and now I need to do something with it versus hiding it inside. And then that just now like builds on itself, just perpetuating more of the abused behavior, right? I know that something we talked about recently that you said that, in the last year or so, you've been in a relationship with, you know, we won't get into details where you feel like there was some abusive stuff. And I am just coming out of a situation where I feel like there was some abusive stuff. And it still kind of amazes me, my capacity to think that I need to be, if I'm good, if I'm good, then they'll see how good I am and how great I am and that they'll love me without realizing this is a broken, damaged, ill person that I've been attracted to because of that old, old, 
old messaging that this is who I should be aligned with. And so what I want to say is, is that the journey still continues for both of us and for many of us, right? Yeah. And what you had just brought up is something I... I didn't realize it in the midst of it. And I think that's also part of what you said, the remembering processes, that self-awareness that, oh my goodness, I just found myself in a different situation. Right. Am I saying this right? It wasn't the same situation, but it felt the same where I'm being attracted to toxic people who are taking advantage of my, you know, I guess, right? Like they're still healing. We're all healing from something. And it's like when somebody sees that, it's they take advantage of it. Like, oh, that's my in. And that's where you get a lot of manipulation. You get a lot of narcissists, gaslighting, you know, them singing it back and saying, well, it's your fault. It's your fault. Try harder. What are you doing? You're not working hard enough. Are you freaking kidding me? And like always yelling. Or this is what you always do. Or, you know, you're what you, oh, here you are again with your, you know, controlling ways or that. And you're just sitting there going, no, I'm just actually expressing my truth because I'm really feeling like this is not working for me. And then they, right, they gaslight, they know how to hit all the buttons, right? Because, you know, for me, my abuser was my dad. So I have to be careful that I'm not attracted to people that do those kinds of behaviors that he would do, which is be super magnanimous and fun. And then he would be like, give me the cold shoulder and like, you know, not talk to me and like, you know, treat me like I had done something wrong. So there's always this feeling of like, you love me and now you're avoiding me and now you love me and now you're avoiding me. And it creates all this anxiety and then you'll do whatever. And then when they do show up, you're like, oh my God, I'll give you everything I've ever had for you, you know? And I see that that person is sick and it had nothing to do with me as a child, as a young person, but I do see that I could be like that with people that I I want you to validate me. Mm-hmm. And I don't let it happen very often like you, but every once in a while, there's that one person gets that hook in you and your friends all see it and everybody sees it. And you're like, no, 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 I got this. I'm growing. I'm growing through this process. You make all the justifications and they're like, oh my God. And then one day you just go, oh God, oh God, no. And that's the growth. Yeah. And that's actually what had just happened. And so just for reference, this was not a sexual abuse. It was something right. a lot, you know, with abuse, me. Comes in, abuse comes in so many different forms. It um, does. That's exactly what had happened and just hit my breaking point. I was just like, I'm done. Like there was no, it didn't matter what I could say or do to right. reach that individual. So at this point I had to do the no contact. I just delete, remove, block. And I had to do that for protection of myself. And that allowed me that space to do some of that healing and grieving and loss and and soul searching again. Because at this point, I hit my emotional breaking point where I just felt like damaged goods again. And Mm. to to Mm. rebuild myself Mm. from the inside out. And you know the pain of that. To have to go on that journey again about exploration. But I will tell you, like you said, abuse, it's not about what has happened to you. It's about what is happening for you. And so in this dark pit that I just found myself in recently again, yeah, I can commiserate and be sad and all this stuff. And believe me, I did all that. But it was about then rising above and beyond that and giving me a platform and a space where I get to rebuild myself again from this inside out because we're always growing we're always learning and there's always an opportunity to level up in our lives so i looked at as an opportunity yeah it sucks i would never want this on my worst enemy but yet it gave me that freedom to just go back in 
inside, do that self-reflection, be like, what am I coming out of this? I want to come out way stronger. I want to have a voice. I want to talk about this stuff. I don't want this for anybody. Abuse is abuse because it's damaging. It's mm-hmm. especially when it comes to an emotional, because we don't talk about emotions, emotions, either they get stifled down. And like, as you said, it comes out in our physical behaviors, our demeanor, or it was something where I can internalize that and be like, let me use this for fuel and fire because the anger and the resentment that I started to feel again, I was like, I don't want to go back to that old person. How can I use that in a positive, constructive way? And that's what I'm doing on myself and in my business and in my message moving forward is that stops today because I'm choosing to do something different about it. Right. And this is interesting. I love this because we can talk about this in our session on the 26th. I just, I love what we've just, I love what you just said. And let me tell you why. There's a lot of different processes to the concept of remembering. Mm -hmm. There's the remembering of the first incident, which Mm -hmm. is the the initial abuse, which is either, or for some people, it's waking up to the fact that they are being abused, right? It's not always like remembering. Remembering is a broad term, like it's under, like it's realizing, right? But it's, it's, for some of us, it's waking up and remembering from a dream. But then as you go through your life and you start to understand the journey of the abuse survivor, you have to also start remembering later, like nine years, 11 years later, I'm remembering going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't get treated like this because I've grown so much. Like I've done therapy and I've been in lots of personal development classes and I've changed the way I treat my children and I've changed the way I deal with money and I found God and I've become a Christian. And I'm like, so much of this stuff is like evolving that the remembering happens a lot faster. I mean, it took me 42 years to remember that I had been abused. And it takes me now nine months to get out of an abusive situation. Wow. I'd like to get that down to one day. <laughs> <laughs> That's helpful, right? <laughs> I mean, we're human, right? But here's the thing we probably are dodging them all the time. We might just not be conscious that we're actually remembering all the time. If you and I really thought about it, there's probably people that have tried to come into our lives and done things with us where we've been like, on a gut instinct, like right away, and we've trusted that. But sometimes there are these other people that get in and it takes us a while to see it because they know how to work. I don't know why. It's their damage. Their damage meets our damage, right? Whatever. And then we get, and I don't, I don't mean damage like we're bad or I just mean the conditioning, right? It gets pinged and then it takes us a while to remember, wait a minute, I don't put up with this no matter what. And I'd like to say to anyone listening who might be in that situation is that if you have even a hunch, the tiniest inkling, trust it. It's true. Because it'll develop and grow where you'll get to the point where you'll be like six months into some situation going, oh my God, how did I do this? And you'll remember, oh, I had that inkling. Look, I would rather have the inkling, trust myself, not engage with someone and be wrong than ignore the inkling, get into a relationship and have to suffer everything you just described, which is the like revisiting myself again in the dark hole and the like, and then I have to extract myself. And then there's the overthinking it. And you have to tell all your friends and people are like, oh my God, you know, I would so rather just get it wrong and be, because if you're wrong, you can always go back to someone and say, you know, I had this, like, I was a little bit like hesitant because I have this history or I was hesitant because of X, Y, and Z. And good people are usually like, 
oh, thank you so much for sharing. And they'll give you another try. But the people that are not out for your best benefit, no. I mean, they need to be avoided at all costs. Life's too short. And that's what recently happened because I was pouring out my heart because it was like, to echo what you were saying, it's like, you're constantly trying to be good enough for that individual. And I found myself reverting back to those people pleasing days. And I would do whatever it took to please that individual to make them proud of me or happy about me, like all the things, right? Even at the cost of my physical health and well being, to my sanity, to my finances, to my business, to my marriage, like all these things, it was rippling mm. out. And I was just like, whoa, something's got to go. And when I had outside people say, something's wrong with you, like what's not wow. wrong with me, but something's, right. going on. something's what, off. What is happening? And then I would basically be crying to my husband each day, like, I don't know what's wrong. And he's like, I, I know what's wrong, but I was in that denial. I was like, no, but you know, it, it's all for the betterment. It, it's, it'll work itself out. Just give it time. And he's like, this is your plan. This is your thing. I'm here to help you, but I can't make you do something. It, it, like you said, it comes back to that remembering the revelation that says, holy crap, that's it. And so when I started to push back and say, hey, listen, this isn't how it's going to go. And I don't deserve to be treated this way. I don't deserve to be spoken this way. And then it was flipped on its head like, oh, well, you know what? If you just blah, 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 everything would be fine. I'm like, no, that's not the way it works. And so for me, <laughs> right. and, and I love that. I'm, that's I'm so I'm just so kind where it's like, OK, you're using and abusing me in the sense. And I'm giving you fair warning, like, please stop. These are my boundaries. And then the second time it happens, it's like, no, listen, I'm done. This is where I draw the line. And then on the third time it happened, that's where it was cut off, blocked, delete, done. There, there's Same. no more. I don't need to tell oh you. My God. I don't know. I don't need to tell Same. you why we're done. You've been given fair warning and I have to respect that boundary of myself. Oh my God, girl. How did we just have the same experience? <laughs> like I'm blown away today, just today on Valentine's day. I got that text. Oh, and I finally blocked, deleted, checked in with, you know, some people like my AA sponsor and some people and said this for real now, I get it. And went back through the correspondence of time one, time two. And each time I would write the email that would say, look, this is who I am. And this is behavior I'm not able to accept. And even saying, maybe this isn't a fit and maybe, and they came back with, you're always flying off the handle and making these rash judgments and, you know, da, 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 da. and then, oh, Oh, it was really beautiful what we wrote. And then I'd go, oh, there, this is we're bonding. Yeah. Oh, we're bonding. Oh, we're oh, we're healing. Oh, we're developing when they're not listening to anything you're saying. Because I already knew we knew after time one, we knew after time two. And then it finally takes time three for us to go. This is this is not cool. So if you think about it from my situation, and I know that your abuse instance as a child was one time. And if anyone reads, you know, Rachel's book, she's so brave. And so it just, she describes it and it's amazing. It's not graphic, but it's very intimate and you're there with her and you understand. And in my situation, it was over and over and over and over and over and over and over. So it's sort of like, how do you like even break that like feeling that like, because I think what happened for us in those abuse instances is we're left going was I supposed to like that? I know that's wrong, but is it wrong? Our little minds were so trying to make sense of it. And then because no one explained it and then our cerebral cortex closed, that thing just sealed right in. And then we get into these situations as an adult and we're literally going, is that good? Is that bad? I don't know. Yet we don't feel that with healthy people in our lives. Healthy people in our lives, we just have healthy conversations, 
healthy debates and we move on. But with these people, we're like, I feel really like confused. And if you feel that way and you come from a history of abuse, that's real. Those people are manipulating you and you are in a situation you can't figure out. And it's best that you get help and get out of that situation because it's not going to get better. Right. And you said it was spot on. Like you have to know, like everybody has a threshold. And when that threshold, I mean, some people keep going at it for years and years and years. Right. And, you know, when you talked about the the resiliency of it, like, you know, the comeback where it took you 40 plus years and now you're just like nine months. And I think <laughs> this, it was, you know, my experience was maybe about four or five months. And then it took me almost three to four months to figure out like, what the hell just happened? How did it get here <laughs> right. again? But, you know, and, and I'll yes. be honest, I mean, it's, it still stings. I'm still on the men where I'm not like grieving in that lost deep darkness again, but yet I'm still triggered when things kind of come to the surface again. I'm like, ooh, that wound is still a little fresh. So I feel like the wound is healing. There's a little scratchy scab on it and it's there to itch me to remind me it's still healing. And that's what's happening. So, you know, I think even now when we talk about the sexual abuse, because I did that deep, deep inner work, where now I actually don't get triggered by it. And that's how I know that I've healthily healed my experience. However, there's still those emotional wounds that keep tripping up because it's not always right. about physical. You're going to reopen those emotional wounds. And it's about, like you said, bringing people into our inner world that we have to provide our own safe space first and then give permission to those who enter. And sometimes those people sneak by the gates, right? They're conniving, they're, they'll get in. However, and once they're in, that's where they see this motive, like, oh my gosh, I could take advantage. And so if you're finding yourself in any of these situations or relationships or whatever that is, know this, it's not your fault. It is not your fault. And you have to give yourself that grace and that permission to own that there's people, there are bad people out there and they see good and they see that and they take advantage of it. They feed on it. Exactly. And don't ever close off your heart again for those listening, because living on both sides, I had the the hardest heart. I had walls like, like Fort Knox, nobody could get in. And all that did for my own protection, because of all the damage that had been done to me over all these years, prevented me from allowing love, joy, and happiness and all the things we externally seek from coming in and how much that colored even in my marriage. Like I couldn't even let my husband in to love me because I didn't know how to even experience that because I've been living in a fortress all these years. That's right. No, that's beautifully said. Beautifully, beautifully said. And, And a lot of times those people have been abused. That's why they know how to commiserate. Like, you know, abused and seek each other out to get into the dysfunction together. I particularly know this person had been physically abused. And part of that was sort of a weird bonding thing too. Like, oh, I'll heal them, right? And that's another thing that survivors, people like us that are healthy and on our path have to be careful of. It's not necessarily our job with people that are harming us, you know, emotionally, physically or whatever to heal them. Like part of them being abused as part of their story doesn't make it okay for what they're doing. They need to go get better so they can stop doing abusive behavior to other people that have been abused or or just other people in general. One thing I want to say is I'm so excited for our 26th session. (laughs) This is is just just like a a warm up. This this (laughs) is a warm up. And what we're not going to get into today that you do need to come to the 26th session for is solution. 
So what we're going to roll out in that 90-minute session on the 26th, which is a Sunday evening. So it's a great time. You know, everybody's kind of done with their weekend and you can decompress and get some healthy healing advice and material from us is we're going to roll out from each of our books some solution on, you know, what you can do to be and feel better in this remembering stage, which is a difficult stage. I have some tips in my book that are directly related to the remembering of the abuse. And Rachel has some wonderful tips in terms of how to take better care of yourself. If you're suffering from any of those things that she's mentioned, like the body dysmorphia, the low self-image, you know, not loving what you look like, not loving yourself. She has wonderful tips on how to not chase perfection And granted, you're not going to be healed by the time we're done with 90 minutes, but you're going to leave with more information than when you came in, a community of people who will love you, and you can come back session two the following week for another great author that will help you on that next phase. So, Yeah, I'm excited for this series because I know, one, if anyone listening doesn't realize like, I love to over-deliver. I'm just a sharer. I'm a giver. You know, it really does. It comes from because of my own healing, my own experience. And it's like, right. I just want such goodness and greatness for others because they see that potential. And I know that everyone is destined for greatness, but it's only up to us to believe that and become it. And so even in throughout my book, like that, I walk that journey and, and I take readers on this journey with me. And so if you're kind of like wondering, where do I fall in this? you know what, just come to our free series that's hosted on the 26th and just listen, just listen. And maybe it's just about seeing yourself in some sort of storytelling to experiences, whatever that is. And you really don't have to come or leave with anything except an open mind. And, and, you know, hopefully by the end of the series, you leave with an open heart and understand that this is happening for you. There's so much good that can come out of it. And I think even for speaking on my own personal experience, I think at the time when I first came to you, I didn't understand like purpose and mission and all this stuff. I was just this big old ball of emotional, like kind (laughs) of F the world kind of stuff. I had so much anger and so much. Right. You're feral. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and so after being, you know, for those listening on this podcast that, you know, for almost four years, this has been the turning point because of the work that I've done. And, and, you know, a lot of the resources and tools and strategies, I teach about that in my book. And of course, in my courses, in my journals as well. So we are coming with an arsenal of support. And I mm-hmm. feel like that is the biggest thing where, you know, I think if I was on the fence and even listening today and saying, well, should I or should I attend? you know what, just come because you never know what you can experience. And just being in that support, you don't know if you're the the link to somebody else in this community that is they need you. So again, when we're on this healing journey, we can't do life alone. We need others. And that's exactly what Kim and I are sharing here on the 26th. This is what Kim has built for her next 21 weeks, like 21 weeks, guys, this is incredible. Like be in proximity, be in that room and have that experience yes. and know that every in any stage of your journey, somebody has an experience that has walked that before. And part of that healing is to give back to others as well. And so you yes. can't not, not attend. Yes. And just to say on the safety of the space, even though we're giving out the website, no longer denying sexual abuse.com as signups, the intent is that you will show proof of purchase of my book, 
and Rachel's book to attend that 26th session, which will be the case in all the sessions for the co-facilitating authors. And we will then send a Zoom link only to those who have bought the books, which we are hoping will reduce any or all Zoom bombers or anyone that's going to come in, which we will also be, you know, putting protections on the event to make sure it stays safe. But, you know, this is for people that are really serious about getting better and that they want to buy the books and show proof of purchase to attend. Yes. And exactly what you were just saying, you know, providing that safe space, because we know like everybody has a different experience in their own walks of, of abuse, whether it's sexual, mental, emotional, physical, you know, so many things out there. It's all about we had trauma that happened to us and we need a space that we can show up and heal together and learn together and grow together. And that's how we come out of this stronger and have that community of support so that we can give back as well. So for those, again, to reiterate what we had talked about at the very beginning, I just want to share again, Kim's book, No Longer Denying Sexual Abuse, Making the Choices That Can Change Your Life is releasing on February 28th of 2023 and is launching on February 26th, this coming Sunday, a 21-week series that takes the reader through the stages of coming out of abuse denial. So if you want to attend, which we highly encourage you to do so, please sign up at no longer denying sexual abuse.com. So Kim, thank you. Thank you so much. You've become, you've become such a master podcaster. I've been like in awe this whole time. Your voice is great. Your command of the space is so wonderful. I'm so, I'm so impressed. Well, thank you. And, and okay. Side note, and I'm going to talk further about this on Sunday, the 26th. But I remember when you and I were working together, when I said, oh my gosh, I don't, I'm terrible at speaking. I don't even want to be on a stage or a camera or anything. Just turn the lights out and close the door and leave me in the darkness. Cause that's where I, I dwelt for so long. And I remember you were telling me once you own your story, your voice will come after you have to own your truth. And then you're showing up as your true self. You're owning that. And your voice has that power and command. This is, this is me. And that was something that really resonated with me. And this is even prior to, you know, the confident woman even being born, but instilled that confidence because I was able to own my truth and my story and it no longer just bounced around in my mind. It had a place to live. And so, you know, through the whole book writing process, again, if those listening, highly recommend Kim, hands down, book number two is going to be with her as well. Like I cannot <laughs> not because I love working with her so much, but it really is. I remember that of how much it really impacted me because as you said, this wasn't me on day one when you met me. And now oh, I'm, right. I'm doing this. I'm giving women a platform, a stage, a microphone to also elevate their voices, their stories and letting them know that, hey, we're in this together. And this podcast is a platform where we get to share and experience that. I love that. <clears throat> I have to write down that I said that. I have to say that again sometime. <laughs> when you own your story, you will find your voice. Well, I'm glad I said that because we wouldn't be here today. Exactly. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Kim, I just want to thank you so much for being my guest here today. I'm so looking forward to reconnecting in just a few short days. And we're going to do all this again. Very, very similar, but much more in depth in creating that safe space. So this isn't just of an episode that we're talking about on the 26th. It's an experience. So please check us out. Come experience this with us and be a part of this healing journey that we all need together. So thanks again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey there. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, 
please be sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening.